This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. If you've ever tried to quit smoking, you know how difficult it is. The key is to remember that there will be slips and relapses along the way, and your pharmacist can be a great ally in the battle to kick the habit. So if you have questions about quitting or maybe some advice, uh, what worked for you? Give us a shout. Numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Tell us what worked for you and right now with some tips. And he's also here to answer any of your pharmacy related questions. Our trusted contributor, Dean Miller. Hi, Dean. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm very good. Okay, so um, quitting smoking, never easy. No, never easy. And I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that there is an option, a pharmacy option to this as well. And it's not just products. It's, uh, it's the fact that there are pharmacists out there that have a specialization in smoking cessation or quitting smoking. And the pharmacist, and a lot of people don't know this, the pharmacist can actually prescribe. So you don't necessarily have to go to the doctor if you actually want to get some medication. And there's two medications that are sort of front and center on the on the battle against smoking. Uh, and pharmacists can prescribe those. So you don't necessarily have to go to your doctor and wait a couple of weeks for an appointment and that sort of thing. There are pharmacists out there that are trained in this to kind of give you the boost that you need to to uh, start the path <laughs> to smoking uh, cessation. And as you said, sometimes it takes many, many attempts, but uh, but there is hope. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think uh, the same thing happens with, with dieting, where people, if they, quote, fall off the wagon, they think, oh, I've blown it, it's all over, and, and then yeah. they just go back. But it's like, no, you know, you're human, okay, you... Yeah. you yeah. You know. Well, the government is, you know, a few years back, they, they started something called uh, the Smoke-Free Ontario Initiative. And as part of that, you know, they they actually had trained pharmacists in place. And, and the OPA, the Ontario Pharmacists Association, provides education to certain pharmacists to, to do that. So it's actually been a pretty successful program. It's just that there's a lack of awareness around it. A lot of people don't know about it. They think, well, I can just go to the pharmacist. They'll tell me to, you know, take Nicorette gum or something like that, which is good as well. But there is other alternative uh, uh, choices to use too. Well, and it, it's also a matter of uh, having somebody that kind of follows you and as a, a yep. sounding board. I mean, that, that always makes a huge difference to keeping you on track for whatever you're trying to do. Well, and this, pro, this whole program is is nine different interactions. So it's not just going and talking to your pharmacist. It's doing that nine times and right. over, a, over a, a lengthy period of time, right? So it's that that reinforcement that you talk about. And, and some of those nine visits are nothing more than, 
you know, just how are you doing? And, you know, here's some, here's some uh, encouraging words for you. But, but there's other ones where you're actually, you know, sitting down and actually talking about medication and, and that sort of thing and how you're doing and side effects and all that kind of stuff. Because some of these do have some significant side effects to them as well. Okay, uh, let's hear from Donald and Markham. Hi, Donald. Hi, how are you? Is this someone on the air now to speak with the pharmacist? You are. Oh, well, listen, the pharmacist and his colleagues are very uh, productive and positive every time I hear them on the radio. When it's, Listen, I, I'm on my fifth week of permanent non-smoking after many, many hundreds of tries, like Mark Twain said. And just to add to something, I have epilepsy, and so uh, it's fully managed, so I can't get into that those prescribed drugs that uh, have yeah. uh, seizure side effects. Yep. And the last time I saw my doctor, uh, I'm going to see him again in a month, he said, you know, watch out. He said, beware of the psychological addiction, not just the... And so when I tried those uh, patches five weeks ago, they were just pushing nicotine through my body 24 hours a day. And I was waking up in the middle of the night with dreams and uh, et cetera. So I just I decided to tear it off. And then I got rid of the strips completely, the patches. And I'm just, uh, it's been four weeks now without even putting nicotine, because, uh, you know, I'm completely off of nicotine. I'll always be an addict. But um, that's what I'd like to say, is that it's a psychological, whenever those triggers hit, I just kind of wave them off in my mind now and say, no, I'm not going to push, let that drive me to the drugs, the convenience store to waste uh, $12, okay? Yeah, how's it going? Is it hard? No, it's It's great. It, you, get, you get used to the new non-smoking routine, and it's not that $20 book my doctor first recommended two or three years ago, the easy way. It's not that. It's just a matter of when the um, trigger comes, you just wave it off in your mind and say, no, that's not going to make me drive to the local convenience store to start inhaling again. Right now I'm standing out in the porch, and I'm just breathing deep and uh um, the important thing is that my blood pressure, I'm in my mid-50s, so I recognize I was raised in a household full of secondhand smoke, etc., and um, I got addicted probably quite easily at, in early 20s. But um, So the, the, the point is that my blood pressure in my mid-50s was starting to rise, and I'm on those medications, and now I'm down to well below 25 and 126 area. So I'm, it was high now, again, after four weeks, completely nicotine-free and uh, uh, tobacco-free. Um, it, I'm looking forward to seeing my doctor in three or four weeks to show him my new uh, uh, log I've been taking on the, uh, on the blood pressure. Great. You need to do it to keep your health and get your health back. That, so true. Donald, thanks very much for that. You're welcome. Yeah, um psychological aspects. Yeah, yeah Don- Donald true. said a whole bunch of interesting things. I mean, one is the seizure piece. Uh, yeah. You know, epileptics and stuff have to be a little bit more careful with some of them, all, almost all of the medications for stopping smoking. And then he, he also talked about the psychological effect and you know, keeping busy and exercising and keeping your hands busy and all that kind of stuff. Because it all, you know, it's it impacts you psychologically, physically. Uh, and then the most positive thing he said was the impact on his blood pressure. And the thing about smoking is as soon as you stop, you almost get immediate results, you know, at lowering blood pressure. And, and you know, a couple of times in the pharmacy, we've you know checked somebody's blood pressure one day where they've smoked and one day where, where they haven't. And it's quite a significant difference. So just even wow, a, single, a single cigarette or a series of cigarettes, 
raise that blood pressure pretty quick. So Well, and it's interesting he talked about triggers. So I know like there's simple stuff. I mean, people are used to having a cigarette with their coffee or with yeah. and and it's hard to have the idea of having a coffee without the cigarette. So do you cut out the coffee or do you substitute the cigarette with uh, chocolate? <laughs> well, and substitute that's the principle of the nicotine replacement, you know, yeah. and that I mean, there used to only be gum, and then it, and then there was patches, and so patches led to lozenges, and lozenges led to inhalers, and now there's, you know, five different kinds of nicotine replacement out there that you can use, and it's just sort of they all kind of work. It's just that you know, it's sort of whatever your preference. Do you want to carry an inhaler around? Do you want to chew gum? Do you want to suck on a lozenge? Do you want to put a patch on? You know, so there's 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 nicotine replacement in so many different forms, and. They're all a little bit different dosing, so you have to. That's a good, another good way to use your pharmacist to have the pharmacist recommend maybe what you should start on. Because sometimes, if you have, if you're a heavy smoker, you know, more than a pack a day, and you use the patch, you know, there's, if you use the lowest patch, thinking, oh, you know what, that's probably the one I should start on because I, it's, I can be, take a cautious approach. Well, it's not going to work at all, right? So you have to start on a higher dose of patch, right? So it's, it's, there's, a, there's a bit of an art to it, I guess is what to say. Well, as, as there is with all medicine. Yes. We have to take a quick break. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Dean Miller. We're talking about quitting smoking. Uh, we want to hear from you what worked for you or did not work for you. And if you have questions on how to make it work for you or for a loved one, that's another thing. I mean, people have loved ones and uh, we want to get them to quit. Not always that easy. Uh, so we're here to take those calls, but also uh, if you have any other question about any other medications you're on or anything related to pharmacy, Dean's here. He uh, likes to talk to people. So the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we will be right back. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Okay, we are back. I am with Dean Miller, our trusted pharmacist. Today, uh, we're talking about quitting smoking, and we're going right to the phones. Tracy in Scarborough. Hello, Tracy. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I need to tell you that I tried all of the fixes that were on the market for to quit smoking. Uh-huh. And that um, one night I just got fed up with everything because I had been smoking with while I was wearing the pouch. And uh, That's not good. You can end no. up in the hospital doing that. Well, I didn't. <laughs> but, however, I one night I had three or four cigarettes left before I went to bed. I smoked them all. Then for the next four days, I didn't want a cigarette at all. The fifth day, I was really in a bad temper, and I have never looked back. I mean, I've been smoke-free for about 15 years. Good for you. I've never, I've never even thought about it. So Great. that was my cure. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, cold turkey, that's, uh, I think, the way a lot of people do it. But it's interesting that you tried everything and nothing really seemed to work for you. Because, you know, as we said at the start of the show, it's this is a long process and it usually takes many attempts. But uh, interesting to hear that, you know, the, the, the medications that are available out there didn't, did not work for you. Because they don't work for everybody, but, but they certainly take the edge off uh, many people. So, Well... 
I've never been sorry for what I did. I mean, if I smoked three or four cigarettes at one time, it was no more dangerous than smoking three or four the next day. Right. 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 Anyway, uh, we're glad to hear that uh, you quit successfully. Thanks for sharing your story. You're welcome. Thanks, Tracy. Okay, let's go to Dawn in St. Mary's. Hello, Dawn. Hi, Libby. You've you've been a non-smoker for quite a while. Libby, I got. I just got to tell you a quick story because it was a unique ending to it. Well, I I did quit in 1970, and I started smoking when I was 12. You know, the smart aleck thing to do back in the 50s. But anyhow, when I quit smoking, it was the third attempt, and I was a what we called a three pack a day smoker. Oh my god! Remember, three packs of 20. So I would be a chain smoker. You can do the math: 60 cigarettes in a day. And so that was fine. We went cold turkey, my brother-in-law and I, actually. We decided we would try it. And we went into some withdrawals. We got some funny reactions from the body. But we never looked back. We we quit. We kept going. We never looked back. So that just takes, that tells you that story. But about eight years ago, I developed a bit of a heart problem, a um, bit of a blockage. And I was in for a nuclear test. And the uh, little nurse was there. She says, uh, i got to ask you a few questions. She said, did you ever smoke? I said, yes, I did. She said, when did you quit? And I said, oh, about 40 years ago. She says, how much did you smoke at that time? I says, that was a three-pack a day. I caught myself uh, smoking three packs a day, and that went on for a year, and then I finally quit. She says, you know, there is evidence that that could have started the situation you're in today. So I, I don't know whether it did or not, but I'd like listeners to realize that some of the, we know the cancer and the lung cancer. We've, a lot of us have been affected with that, but heart problems can also generate from smoking, and it's just something that may not show up now but might show up 30 or 40 years later and be very detrimental to your health. And, and uh, I'm getting by. I'm 75, and I'm still driving and having a great time, but I just wanted to relay that to the... And I don't even know if it's plausible. Maybe uh, the doctor can uh, expand on that a bit. Okay, thank you for that, and uh, congratulations. Thanks, Lib. Um, that's, uh, that's an interesting take, but on the other hand, there are studies that show that uh, once you quit after a certain amount of time, you revert back to the same, uh, your health kind of baseline is the same as people who've never smoked. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, what Don brought up was was interesting because, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, when you start to smoke, it constricts your blood vessels and because, uh, because of the nicotine in there. And that you know, is a major cause of things like cardiovascular disease and heart attack and, and stroke and, and, and all the gamut of different things that smoking uh, can do to you. But, um, you know, as, as Don said, in his case, you know, they identified that probably some of the plaques that caused his heart disease, you know, were probably from the amount of smoking, smoking he did earlier on in life. But there's more studies out there, Libby, that, that say, you know what, as soon as you quit, uh, and some of them are, are very fast, you know, like within a day or two, you know, just comparing 
you know, how your body responds to uh, without cigarettes uh, makes a significant difference. So it's it's one of those things that, you know what, by by quitting smoking, you can make immediate results to your health. So it's... Uh, right. Yeah, and another. in many cases, you can revert, you know, you uh, you reverse the damage that's yeah, been absolutely. caused after a while. And, and that is, you know, I, I've seen things that basically, bottom line, it is never too late to quit smoking. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I just want to touch on something that you were mentioning in the break, Dean, because I think it's important for people to know. And uh, why don't you tell us about it? Because it's a little complicated. Well, yeah, and and I think it's a good message for everybody out there that that there is, um, you know, I think people might have seen in the in the newspapers and on social media and things that there's some drug plan changes happening throughout Canada in in this spring in April and you know as a result of that there's a lot of different medications that could be discontinued by some drug companies and as we've talked about on the show before there's 20 different uh, drug companies out there making these medications so as these changes happen you know we're expecting in the pharmacy industry that there could be some shortages so what I'm the message I think I'm giving everybody today is that definitely check with your pharmacist before April 1st and and hopefully well before April 1st just to make sure that you know they're they have your medication in stock you know that you're you can get your next regularly scheduled uh, fill of your medication and you're not going to go short because you know god forbid that you know we have a shortage and sometimes a shortage lasts a day or two days and sometimes it it can go on for a long time and you know this is a, as a result of drug companies just kind of changing and marketing the, the medications that they make so the we've never really seen this before but it makes as a pharmacist it makes me kind of nervous well it's like uh, we all think it's great when prices go down right uh, for uh, the drug plans we've covered that that's a good thing but uh, then if uh, you know manufacturers say okay then I'm not making enough uh, that's not so good so right and that and you know it's not I don't think this is a, a result of you know active ingredients or the medications just not available it's just sort of change sometimes can disrupt the system and I think that that's our message here today is that you know, we want to make sure that Everybody that's listening that takes medication, and I imagine there's quite a number of people that do, you know, you're checking with your pharmacist. It's just a good rule of thumb for, you know, put it on your calendar for March of 2018 to check in with your pharmacist to make sure you're not, uh, um, you don't have any shortages of your particular medication. Okay, let's hear from uh, Mike, who's calling from Florida. Hello, Mike. Hi there. Uh, how are you doing? I'm a longtime listener of AM740. Great, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I hear you. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yes, yep. go ahead. And uh, so I have a daughter uh, who we agreed to forego some money she owed us if she'd quit smoking, and she went to this e-cigarette, and she says, well, I'm on the lowest possible amount, but I've heard conflicting stories on what is actually the lowest amount. And then I also heard, uh, I also have a second daughter who just cannot seem to kick the habit. And, you know, as a parent, uh, harping doesn't seem to do too well. Just wondered if you had a take on that. Well, I don't, uh, Mike, I don't know too much about e-cigarettes, but I do know quite a bit about, you know, the patches and stuff and you know, nicotine content. And I do know that, you know, as I said in my earlier content or uh, comment, that, 
you know, often, you know, people, they, they'll take the cautious approach. And, you know, when you use things like patches, and I'm going to guess it's probably the same for e-cigarettes, if you don't kind of replace the nicotine with about the same amount of nicotine, again, with the patch, that, you know, you're just sort of wasting your time. It's not going to do any good at all. So, you know, we often as pharmacists recommend, you know, uh, like, for instance, patches come in 21 milligrams, 14 milligram, and 7 milligram, you know, that you know, one's three times as as, more, as potent as the other one. And, you know, we often recommend and we say, hey, how many, uh, question, a logical question is how many cigarettes do you smoke in a typical day? Because if it's, you know, if it's a pack or more, you know, a seven milligram patch isn't going to do much good for you. So, you know, you have to kind of play around with it. And, and you know, it's really all about sort of how much you smoke today. So it's... I, uh, yeah, I follow you there. What is the hazards it, there's something to be advantage of uh not having the tar but what are the side effects of continuing the nicotine well i mean nicotine is a is a vasoconstrictor so it kind of constricts your blood uh blood vessels and you know as one of the previous callers said i mean that can in itself can can you know hurt especially if you have you know uh, seizures or a thyroid problem or or heart disease so you know, depending on sort of how stable you are at any present time but that's uh, that's something a good question for your pharmacist just to say to him hey you know what uh, him or her to say you know um you know what's my current condition and you know is this drug safe for me because you know safety concerns are something a pharmacist deals with every day so okay mike well, i hope uh, that helps uh, good luck with your daughters uh Tell them we think and, they should quit, too. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, hey, thank you very much for allowing me to speak on a uh, great radio station in uh, North America, and I'm listening on wireless Wi-Fi radio in we, Florida. We thank love you. to hear that. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Okay, I think we have time for uh, one more. Terry in Etobicoke, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm calling uh, because uh, I just wanted to share a little one thing with you. Years ago, when my uh, father uh, was smoking, and he smoked for a long time, there weren't any ads yet, uh, anti-smoking ads. Uh, and he just didn't like the fact that he was coughing a little here and there, so he decided he wanted to stop smoking. And in those days, you didn't have any special special uh, items you could take for it, like nicotine, pa- nicotine patches or whatever. So he just decided to chew uh, Wrigley's spearmint gum and, and juicy fruit gum, and that's how he did it. Uh, whatever works. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line. There are a lot of choices now. Whatever works, just do it and keep trying until you find something well, that does work. Well, we talked about psychological effects, so there you go. Wrigley's spearmint gum. Okay, uh, we are um, running out of time. What would you like to leave us with, Dean? Well, you know, I, I think smoking is one thing, but I, I, I'd like to just go back to that shortage piece because piece, I think it will remind everybody over the next few weeks about yep. it. But I think, you know, getting in and talking to your pharmacist about any potential uh, shortages of your own medications uh, over the next four weeks is probably a pretty important thing to do. Okay, Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, thank you so much for thank being you. with us. And and people, you know, in the hour since we went on the air here, uh, we have breaking news uh, 
about the progressive conservatives. Uh, first of all, Patrick Brown announced on Facebook that he has launched a lawsuit against CTV over their allegations. Uh, his lawyers have been talking to CTV lawyers. He said that the CTV lawyers have not responded, but they've agreed to ensure that all the emails, texts, and other correspondence related to this case are being saved. Uh, that's usually uh, the first, uh, the first, first things first. Also, um, regarding the debate tonight, uh, the uh, socially conservative candidate Tanya Granick Allen, who uh, she is now confirmed, she's finished filing her paperwork, so she will be on the stage uh, tonight. And uh, just to let you know, the kind of scuttlebutt about that, uh, uh, some people say that that could throw a bit of a, a wrench because socially conservative voters who were perhaps in other camps uh, may decide to vote for her because uh, Patrick Brown, as you'll recall, made certain promises and then uh, went back on what he would do with that sex ed curriculum. So, um, you know, the twists and turns in this thing are really quite something and we will continue to be totally on top of them. Free for All Friday is coming up tomorrow. So those of you who couldn't get on or who have opinions on all this new stuff, please call us back tomorrow. And that is it for Fight Back for today. We now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.